Welcome to the Travel Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, March 2nd. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone, and happy March. Can you believe it's March already? March again? Here's to hoping 2021 March is much better than 2020. Coming up on the show today, as we always do, we'll talk what's trending in the world of travel, including the new COVID-19 relief bill, bad news for cruising, and a lot more. We'll also dive into what the spring break travel scene will look like this year with today's special guest. But first, it's Dr. Seuss Day today, and I have to make a quick mention about my favorite Dr. Seuss book titled, Oh, the Places You'll Go. I loved it as a kid, and little did I know how much meaning it would take on in my life, especially now working in the travel industry. And two quotes from that book I love most are, quote, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. It's been a tough year, you know, but you have the power to choose which direction you head in moving forward. Make it a positive one. And with that, now joining me on the podcast is Margie Jordan, Vice President, True Global Network with CCRA International. Margie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. So just uh, briefly tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do in the travel industry. Sure. Um, I am vice president of CCRA's True Global Network. So I spend my days working with a lot of travel professionals, helping them grow their business. Wonderful. So Margie and I are going to discuss spring break travel scene in a bit. But first, let's dive into what is trending in the world of travel. And we begin with the news of the House passing the latest COVID-19 relief bill. The $1.9 trillion pandemic aid package includes $14 billion for the airlines. However, the U.S. Travel Association said that more needs to be done for an industry that lost a trillion dollars due to the pandemic, saying in a statement, quote, given the severity of the impact on the travel and tourism industry, more work remains to provide critical recovery and stimulus measures to safely restore our industry. While we appreciate that there is more money included for the payroll protection program, that program needs to be extended past March 31st, and a third draw on loans should be allowed for the hardest hit businesses. We also call on Congress to pass the Hospitality and Commerce Job Recovery Act and to dedicate additional funding for travel promotion grants. So Margie, my question to you, what do you think here? Have these relief bills over the last year been enough for the travel industry as a whole and in particular travel advisors? So I think we we have seen a number of things here. I mean, there is definitely more that can be done. This pandemic has had such an impact on travel advisors and their business. It's literally halted sales. So when you think about a travel advisor and what they're going to need to continue running that business, um, even in the midst of no sales, um, yeah, there still could be more that's done. We've seen a lot of the larger corporations come in and scoop up um, any of the relief effort that's been available, kind of leaving the small business just stranded, you know, with, with not a lot of options left. So definitely think there could be more done. Getting those uh, small businesses more help and, and aid and recovery, uh, particularly the small travel advisor companies that own their own businesses, the independent agents out there definitely need help and relief. Um, is there anything in particular you would like to see coming out of this next one or if there's uh, anything further of that? Um, I know ASTA and U.S. Travel Association continue to advocate for a lot of things. Right. I think some of the changes that are just happening now, they've made some changes to the PPP program. And I think some of those are really positive, like um, there is currently an opportunity for small businesses with fewer than I think it is 20 employees to apply. So there's this exclusive time period right now where independent contractors, small business with fewer than 20 
can go ahead and apply for those loans. And they've got a certain amount of money set aside just for those small businesses. And I like this because it puts a focus uh, more on the small business and not just throwing these smaller businesses in the mix with all of these larger corporations that have the, the ability and the resources to come scoop up those funds right away. So I was happy to see that happen as well. I do think, though, that there needs to be um, some more consideration given to um, independent contractors um, and sole proprietors as a whole, because right now there is a couple of things you need to consider if you're getting PPP loans, then you have to consider also what your options might look like when it comes to unemployment. And you can't use both of those benefits at the same time. So I think there's a little bit of clarification and a little bit of work that still could be done there, but I'm liking some of the changes that I'm seeing coming through. Good. Yeah. Hopefully it will get cleared when the Senate, um, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. So a lot could happen in the coming week ahead. Um, travel advisors, regular travelers, listeners out there, podcast at travelpulse.com is the best way to reach us here. I uh, would love to know your thoughts on what you think about the current situation with the latest COVID-19 relief bill on that. So reach out and let me know your thoughts there. Uh, moving on to what else is trending in the world of travel. We segue over to the cruise world and more cruise lines, unfortunately, canceled through May. We've got Carnival, Disney, Holland America Line, Princess, and Seabourn have all canceled cruises through the end of May. Still nothing from Royal Caribbean, though, although uh, yesterday we did learn that Royal Caribbean's uh, sales out of Israel will uh, require passengers to have the vaccine. So that's the first um, from Royal Caribbean on that. No word yet on U.S. Uh, coming out of U.S. ports and what U.S. passengers will have to do this summer. Uh, but the, the cruise cancellations is just another unfortunate blow to the industry there. And following the pandemic, this was a pretty interesting news that came out recently too. Following the pandemic, Cayman Islands says it will likely cap cruise calls. Now they've got no cruises canceled um, happening at all through the rest of this year. Uh, but coming out of the pandemic, they said they're going to likely cap cruise calls. So uh, what are your thoughts there, Margie? Do you think other Caribbean destinations might follow suit? You know, I don't think so at this point. I don't see any indications that that's going to be a trend um, with other destinations deciding, you know, we just don't need cruising this year. The more I look at what the Cayman Islands is doing, is it's it's quite interesting. So over the course of the year, they've pretty much figured out that they can survive without um, the influx of cruise passengers. And it sounds like from some of the stories I've been reading about it, that the businesses there want to keep this lower uh, tourism, a group of tourists coming in, and they feel that it's a little bit more manageable for them. Now, I, I get it. But there are plenty of other destinations that rely on those tourism dollars coming in and aren't in that similar situation. So I don't see that becoming a trend amongst the islands at this point. I agree. Yeah, a lot of a lot of islands are desperate for those cruises to get back in and in the mixing and going because they really need those tourism dollars to help boost their local economy. Um, Jamaica is, is one and they actually just recently changed COVID-19 protocols. All travelers to Jamaica age 12 and over will be required to present proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within three days of travel now. And previously it was 10. So I know that is impacting travel advisors out there. Have you seen or heard anything? Um, this, this news just broke yesterday. So we're very fresh. Yeah. So far we haven't heard a lot of rumble about it, but yeah, definitely is a change. So for those clients they had booked, there's probably a little bit of a scramble for those that are leaving or were potentially leaving pretty quickly to go ahead and get those COVID test results. But you know, 
what they're doing is pretty standard right now. I think we're all used to having to get that COVID test, you know, 72 hours before you travel. So they're kind of bringing that up to speed with what we're, we're used to seeing. But yeah, when it happens kind of last minute like that, there is like a huge scramble for agents to get their clients tested and ready to go. You know, you thought you, you didn't have to meet those requirements so far out, but if you're, if you're going right now, yeah, you, you do need to get that together with your clients. Yeah, 10 days seemed like it was really long there. So that was kind of a surprise when they did push it back to 10. So I guess I can't say I'm too surprised that they've bumped it up now to be kind of similar to other islands around the area. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think there's some that gives us some consistency when you're traveling to the islands, at least for the travel advisor's perspective, you can make the same recommendation across the board for everybody. Exactly. So elsewhere around the world, Travel to Europe could pick up significantly by the summer, says the World Travel and Tourism Council. The WTTC has a goal um, to have a V-shaped rapid recovery, as happened after the financial crisis of the 2008-2009 years, rather than a slower U-shaped recovery that took place after 9-11, and that took several years. Obviously, this all depends upon when the EU decides to reopen, but uh, Margie, do you think that their Europe could open this summer or could it be later? I'd love to know your, any predictions you got there and uh, how likely is the travel industry to have a V-shaped rapid recovery coming out of this pandemic? So I want to be optimistic here and I would love to see things open up in Europe by the summer, but the reality is we're, we're just a couple of months away from that. And with the number of variants that are popping up, um, all at the same time, we've got new vaccines out there. It still remains to be seen. I, I still think it's too early to call whether we'll have a successful summer season yet in Europe. I think it's a little early to call. Um, in, in regards to this whole idea of a V-shaped you know, economy and, and we're going to recover that way, again, I would love to be optimistic and see that. But we're seeing a number of things happen there. It's taken a little longer to recover after this pandemic. And we're seeing some false starts, you know, some up and down moments where it looks like it's all getting better. And then there's a new variant. And then, you know, things change again. We saw, uh, we saw countries go back into lockdown, even states go back into lockdown. So I think we're still kind of bouncing around. I, I love to see the V shape, but I'm not seeing it at the moment. I agree. Yeah. The V shape would be, would be great for the travel industry, no doubt, but Right now, it kind of is tough to predict that that could be a given. Um, I would love for Europe to open up this summer. I mean, I know the UK uh, set their dates for like May, which is great. But whether or not, you know, that really happens, because uh, a lot could change. I mean, it is March now. You know, who knows what, what the situation looks like in May after all the spring break stuff. So uh, good news that, you know, travel agency air ticket sales do continue to increase, according to recent data from the ARC. Uh, that'll skyrocket once Europe and Asia restrictions are lifted. Uh, Thailand's Thailand tourism sector is aiming to reopen by July 1st. That news broke this morning. A lot of uh, various companies in Thailand uh, put together a, a, re, uh, a campaign to reopen Thailand safely. So that remains to be seen if um, that'll be an official date for them or not. But that's what they're aiming for. So hopefully, you know, good things are, are to come. But right now it's, uh, it, it's tough to, to call, you know. It is. I, I think that you're what you're seeing is individual destinations are deciding rather than whole regions deciding as a whole what to do. Even in the U.S., we see different restrictions from state to state. Um, it, it's tough to call right now. I mean, I'm in Florida and I can tell you right now, Florida took a completely different approach than the rest of the U.S. I um, mean, our 
state is not locking down again. There's our governor has said numerous times we're not shutting our state down again. Um, irregardless of how the fluctuations are going, Florida is just not going to shut down. And individually, I think what we're seeing across our state is individual cities and counties are kind of making decisions. So even traveling within a state could different from city to city or county to county, um, what you may have to deal with and, and how you may have to approach traveling there for COVID, which kind of um, is important for Florida because we're a big, also a big spring break state. So um, lots to consider when you're traveling, but to see Europe completely open as a whole in the summer. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that yet. I, I think we're going to see some up and downs um, as we take get more of the vaccine out there. And as these other variants uh, pop up, I think we're going to see a bit up and down. I agree. Yeah. Some brighter days are hopefully ahead, though, and we'll keep that optimistic outlook and, and positive thinking moving forward, no doubt. Um, one bright information, uh, the story that came out recently was a uh, new space hotel is slated to open in 2027. Construction will begin in 2025. They're calling it the Voyager Station. Uh, Margie, odds of this actually happening, a space hotel? Would, would you go if it, if it does happen? I will be the first one to go. If you know me at all, I am a big sci-fi outer space fan. I'm always gazing up at the stars. I will be the first one to go. Would love it. Um, yeah. So if we can get that happening in the next couple of years, let's do it. <laughs> right. I'm all for that. I would love to know the pricing on that and um, hope they work with travel advisors because the commission on that would probably be bank. So <laughs> well, can, can we get a fam, maybe a fam rate? I'm, right. I'm yeah. good for that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that story, check it out on travelpulse.com. The picture of well, the rendering of what they view this space hotel to look like is pretty cool looking and it does look like it's straight out of a sci-fi movie. So I'm here for it. So that pretty much wraps up what is trending in the world of travel. If you saw something differently or have any thoughts on what we discussed previously, podcast at travelpulse.com is the best way to reach. Uh, so now let's discuss today's theme, spring break 2021. Margie, what do you think the spring break travel time period will look like this year? Have the vaccines made a difference yet, do you think, or will that not make a major impact until the summer? So I think they have made an impact. And um, the impact concerns me a tiny bit that while we're seeing some numbers decrease in new COVID cases reported, we still have to be cautious. Um, we're not out of a pandemic yet, so we still have to be cautious. And I know that there is a lot of anticipation for spring break. Florida is a big spring break state, but we, when we're sending our clients and we're sending travelers, we do need to consider um, you know, what that might mean when we're gathering in these big groups of people, it's still not really safe to do that. So there is some opportunities out there for travel during spring break, of course. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people start looking at getting um, villas and beachfront properties that they can rent and kind of keep their family contained in the bubble, per se. So you're not out with the crowd. You've got a little stretch of beach that you and your family can kind of relax on and enjoy. But then you start to wonder um, when we get to those big epic spring break trips where you've got the big beach parties or you've got um, gatherings at the popular Vegas pool spots, you know, what is that going to look like? There's some um, places that limit the capacity on the beach. Um, there's plenty of places that limit, limit occupancy in hotels and exactly what that might look like this year. Yeah, it definitely will be interesting. I know we, last year we saw a lot of stories of 
large crowds. I mean, everything was so new and fresh last year, March and April time period. Uh, as long as, you know, people can focus on social, being socially distant and, you know, those that do actually want to travel right now, you know, mask up and, and be socially distant, I think is what you need to focus on. And, and hopefully people aren't going to be, you know, congregating in massive crowds on the beach and pool areas, like you said. And like we saw plenty of pictures and stuff last year. So it'll be interesting to see how popular states handle that. I know, you know, they, they, they were wide open last year to begin March and everything. And then they kind of shut down and, and changed things up and adapted as, um, you know, some negative press came out and rough images. So we'll, we'll see what, what comes of that in the coming weeks, but um, interesting there. So uh, bookings wise though, what are, what are you hearing from advisors compared to uh, years past? Where are they finding success? Where are they struggling the most? Camping trips, national parks, um, like Airbnb rentals or villa rentals, all of those things seem to be more popular this year. That gives you that opportunity to kind of keep your family away from everybody else. There are still some people talking and looking at visiting Disney and a couple other places. Um, but yeah, I, I think the landscape has changed a little bit. You know, when we would traditionally around spring break, you'd see a big cruise season, you'd see all of those things, lots of Disney, um, both in Florida and California, even internationally. Uh, you'd see a few uh, spring break family trips We're going to some of the all-inclusive resorts, which I still think some of that is happening. And we're seeing some bookings uh, to all-inclusive resorts for that sort of thing. But I think there's going to be more shift towards staying local and maybe doing some staycations in places where people feel a little safer, where they can keep their family out of harm's way. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do love a good staycation. I'm based in Georgia here, so sometimes I like to get down to the city in Atlanta or you know, venture down to uh, Savannah. I really love it there. So yeah, the staycations option is, is a good one for a lot of people. Um, obviously, I don't think agents can really find too much um, success there on that. But uh, for those that are are traveling out this spring, um, where do you think most are, are heading um, any like specific destinations-wise, both uh, in the U.S. and um, in, out in internationally? Mexico, for sure. I, I do still expect Florida to be a little bit of a hot spot, too, when it comes to spring break travel. You know, Disney is open uh, with restrictions, so I do expect to see there be an influx in Orlando area um, and maybe even in South Florida. So definitely those two. Yeah, I will actually be in uh, Orlando next week. Um, <laughs> I, the Disney uh, Blizzard Beach Water Park is opening up on March 7th, so I'm going down to report on what that's like. So a bit of workcation, um, if you will, mixing in um, some of that. So I'm very intrigued to see how a water park is going to be um, operating in the midst of a pandemic here. Disney has done, I think, a great job in terms of just finding a way to be open and, and stay open and have um, very limited uh, news come out of it as far as, you know, COVID cases or catching COVID or anything like that. I think they've contained things pretty well there. Um, and, and most people I've heard from that have gone have, have come back and said really positive things. So, mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be a good, a pretty good uh, spring break season. I don't think we're going to see a season that was pre-pandemic levels, but I do think there's going to be a good healthy amount of travel around spring break. I mean, we saw very similar things around Valentine's Day. So I do think we're going to see people out there. Agree. Yeah. I'm interested to see the air travel numbers too. I know that they pick back up over President's Day weekend because you know, weekend getaway, everyone, people had Monday off or something like that. They, uh, the numbers kind of rose back up there for air travel. Um, myself, um, me and my wife will be driving 
down to Disney. It's not that far of a drive for us. So we're sticking away from the airport on that. But I'm very intrigued to see how many people are actually out there flying and and what uh, the TSA numbers report um, coming up here through through March. Um, is there any mm. specific time um, spring-wise that you think is um, bigger than the rest as far as um, more traveling goes on? No, I think because spring break for many is different times across the country. I think you're going to see probably the April, May um, or more April, March, April time period be a little more active. Um, But it varies across the country in terms of what spring break is for some versus others. So, yeah, we're going to see definitely influx in March and April. Gotcha. Yeah, I know college spring break is always different from, you know, your local um high school and elementary school and families when they take spring breaks. Typically I know here in Georgia, that's, that's in April and spring break for colleges is usually in March. So it might, you know, this, this month here in March, we might see some uh, crowded beaches from college kids doing uh, living life and ignoring the fact that we're in a pandemic, but um, family wise, yeah, April, maybe we'll see a little bit different uh, space there. You know, here in Jacksonville, we have a new um, hotel, a Margaritaville hotel, and mm-hmm. it sits right on our beach. And um, I went there Saturday and I was quite surprised to see how crowded and active it really was with the number of people in there, uh, very little to no social distancing, but there was a ton of people in there and it already kind of ha- had that spring break vibe going on. So I, I do definitely believe that Florida is going to be a nice little hotspot this, this spring break. Are you seeing any uh, deals out there for those last minute travelers, people who haven't might be listening or agents who might be listening and have a, can reach out to some clients who they know would want to travel? Are you, are you seeing anything out there like that? Yeah, there are some, you know, the airlines are starting to put some of their flights on sale. We saw Southwest do it. I think JetBlue is doing it. Uh, so there definitely are some opportunities out there. I know the all-inclusive resorts are starting to kick up some offers and put them out there as well to try to encourage travel into the Caribbean this this spring break. So we're definitely seeing a little bit of that kick up right now. Good. Yeah, everyone loves a good deal. So that's so key to work with a travel advisor because they can stay on top of that and help you find the best deal out there if you do want to travel right now. Absolutely. It's it's encouraging to see that people are trying to get back to something normal and trying to push our economy in the right direction. And, you know, we're going to have to learn how to live with COVID. I don't think COVID is ever going to be completely eradicated. We're going to have to learn how to continue our lives. We're going to have to learn how to travel um, in the midst of it. And all of what we're seeing right now, I think, is a piece of that, including with cruising. Hopefully, we can get our cruise ships back out there again. Um, I know they're they're doing a little bit of that, you know, internationally, but it'll be nice to see them sailing from the U.S. again. And all of that, I think, is a good indication of our economy recovering. I think it's a great indication that more people are being vaccinated and getting out there. So we've got lots of good things to look forward to this year. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good news. I know, you know, people are, uh, I see a lot of people posting online about how, oh, it's March again. You guys remember last year, let's, you know, and I think there's, there's hope that, you know, this March will be better for sure. But I think as long as people can continue to uh, find those good headlines and or write their own good headlines, so to speak, and uh, move forward with uh, positivity, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, last March was, we didn't know a whole lot about COVID at that moment. 
And we've come a long way in a year. We've got vaccines out there now. So it's a very positive step. And I'm very much looking forward to our industry recovering and getting back out there myself. It's been a year since I've actually been on the road. So I'm ready to, to get back out there. Hopefully soon. Yeah. You have any trips upcoming? Anything booked to look forward to at least? Yeah, I'm hoping to get to Morocco in June. That's oh, quite a trek, but I yeah, love yeah. Morocco and went a few years ago. So I'm hoping to get to Morocco in June. Love it. Yeah, I went in 2017 uh, and I um, I felt bad for my wife because there was a, a hurricane situation was happening back here and I'm over in Morocco just living it up, <laughs> loving travel. So I felt bad there. So I've got to tell I, I owe it to her to take her back out to Morocco. So that is definitely yes, on my do. future list. Yes. <laughs> So <laughs> you do. Yes, it, it'll be a great trip. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, there's actually quite a lot happening. I noticed several of the all inclusive properties are doing some fams with agents, too. So there's I feel like there's a little rumble in the air for travel right now. Definitely. Yeah, the, the travel bounce back is going to happen sooner than later, hopefully. And it's going to come back in a big way. You know, maybe Q4 is what I've heard from a lot of agents in terms of uh, where they're seeing most um positivity right now. And then obviously into 2022 is going to be huge. Um, just as everyone can get back in quote unquote normal stuff. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a good year. I'm staying very optimistic. It's going to be a great year. Definitely. So any, any final closing thoughts on spring travel or just travel in general, working uh, with travel advisors that you want to close out with? So the best thing I can say is definitely working with travel advisors is hugely important. But one of the things I'll say is just keep in mind safety first, safety first. We're still in the midst of a pandemic. I can't say that enough. And you, even though we see those declining numbers, you want to keep that in mind that um, everybody's not been vaccinated yet. And the protocols still are the protocols. Let's make sure we follow them. And if you can get out there and you can have some fun with your family this spring, go for it. You know, just do it with the guidelines in mind. Indeed. Yes. Follow those rules. That's they're there for a reason right now. So thank you so much for joining the show, Margie. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks again to Margie for jumping on the show today and talking trending topics and 2021 spring break travel. Had a great time, and I. if you want to be on the podcast, let me know what your specialties are. Podcast at TravelPulse.com is the best way to reach out, and uh, you can make a pitch on why you think you'd be a good fit, and uh, we'll see what we can do and go from there. So next week, as I mentioned, I will be um, out of town, so probably no podcast next week. Um, maybe if time allows and I can fit it in and my wife doesn't get mad, <laughs> then I will try, but don't plan on it. So it's important to take your vacation time and enjoy it and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. So uh, thanks again for listening and have a great week. 